Hello, everybody. This is the Cincinnati Herald podcast. I'm your host, John Alexander Reese, the digital editor of the Cincinnati Herald. If you don't know, the Cincinnati Herald has been around since 1955 and is the largest African-American newspaper in the greater Cincinnati area. And today, my guests are co-host and media consultant for the Cincinnati Herald, Andrea Carter. How are you doing today, Andrea? Hey, John. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. We also have our circulation director for the Herald, Wade Lacey Sr. How are you doing today, Wade? I'm doing fine, John. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. With the introductions out of the way, let's head into some of the top news topics of the week. The CDC put in place a new eviction moratorium that will run through October 3rd. It applies to counties experiencing substantial and high levels of community transmission levels of COVID-19, which is an estimated 90% of the country. The CDC says the eviction moratorium allows additional time for rent relief while people get vaccinated against the virus. Andrea, your thoughts on this uh, story? Well, I know this is a very, very nervous time for a lot of people who owed a lot of money, but it was an opportunity that Biden's administration took advantage of to push the CDC to put this in place so that there are a number of people who could apply for a lot of financial assistance that was approved by Congress. So I think this is a good thing. It's sad that it's only, um, I think it's what, 60 days, 90 days. And even though it's for a short period of time, that's the most that they could get because they've already exhausted the longer period of time that have been put in place by the CDC. So I think it's a good thing. I hope a lot of people take advantage of it to be able to get their rent caught up to date with the assistance and things like that. Otherwise, what everyone feared at the end of August is gonna happen at the end of October. So hopefully we can prevent a lot of people from losing their homes, um, especially as we go into the cold weather. Wade, your thoughts on the story? Uh, yes, it's it's us. Uh, it's a good thing that they extended this, and um, I'm hoping, hoping that they have put something in place uh, to help these people out in terms of it's one thing to give people that extra time and everything, but if they had problems with income, and then all of a sudden everything's back the way it's supposed to be, and they don't have a plan or had a plan in effect, uh, they're going to be in a, in a bad situation and you're just going to have chaos. The other things I've heard, some people said that they've uh, uh, went through this and, and, and had no problems and they got the relief and, and uh, everything worked out fine for them. However, there are some other people said there's a lot of paperwork and, and a lot of roadblocks uh, as you're filling out all the forms and, and getting everything to go through for them. So hopefully they can get that all taken care of. But we do need October. We do need December. We do probably the way things are going. The way things are going, we're probably going to need more than that. And our next topic is Simone Biles has won a bronze medal in bounce beam, her first of the Tokyo Olympics. Last week, Biles withdrew after first dropping out of the women's team finals while it was underway, citing mental health challenges. But she has acknowledged that she was suffering from a phenomenon known as the twisties. Twisties is a mental block when an athlete loses spatial awareness during an intense routine, which could lead to serious injuries. Wade, your thoughts on this story? It's a good opportunity, I think, for uh, Moan and, and the other main celebrities and athletes to get together and really talk about this issue 
it's, it's real big. And if they uh, actually step forward and I think they can do some real good things to help folks out with them. I hope that she doesn't try to uh, contend again unless she has got herself together because uh, both can get herself hurt. And other, uh, the other thing is, is again, when I, I spoke of before, she does have a responsibility to her, her, her uh, endorsers and all that and everything. So if she's, if she's not totally right, she shouldn't compete again. But I think it's an opportunity for her, people like herself, uh, Naomi's uh, tennis player, uh, several of the basketball players have already talked about it, but if they form an alliance and uh, really push this issue, I think they can help a lot of people out. Andrea, your thoughts? Well, I, I think I wish she'd come out a little sooner to explain what the phenomenon was and why, even though they just said mental health, even though what she was suffering from was both mental health and the twisties, which is, you know, in itself an interesting thing to, interesting phenomenon to suffer from. Because reading about it in the article in the Herald, I found it fascinating um, how the one person in the article explained what it was, what can happen to someone suffering from it. And the thing that her body is so tuned and used to be able to fly and twist in the air, and then all of a sudden to just lose where you are in the middle of that is so dangerous. And the fact that she was doing so many twists, so many new moves that were dangerous, I admire her for stopping and being able to say, no, 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 I don't want to hurt myself, mental health. And the fact that she's come out and said she was scared for the first time ever doing what she loves. Not a lot of people admit that they're scared doing what they love. So the fact that she's brought mental health awareness up front and personal, the fact that an athlete admitting fear but doing what she still loves is, is interesting. And I think the fact to see what she's going to do in the future because after the Olympics, she's supposed to be starting a tour in September for um, this one America tour the to display different forms of gymnastics with other people from September through, I think, December. And one of the, there's going to be like two stops in Ohio. So it's going to be interesting to see what the outcome of that tour is going to be and what she's going to do next. Yeah, definitely. And I just want to add, um, I'm, I'm also glad that she brought this subject to light because I had no idea what the twisties were. And as soon as she explained it, I was like, oh my God, that sounds frightening. So I'm glad she painted a better picture on this besides mental health concerns. Although I will say, you know, even if she just said she had mental health concerns, she doesn't have to explain what mental health concerns she has because, you know, she's earned it. She doesn't have to tell anybody anything, but I'm just glad she came out and just discussed it and painted a better picture so I could like just see like, you know, what was going on better. And I respect her even more for that. Oh, yeah. I mean, because she suffered so many, so many people on social media and, and on the air poo-pooed what she was going through, not recognizing that, that she was actually going through something, but they were sort of doing a soft PR to say mental health. And then, you know, if they had come out and said she's suffering from the twisties, just think of all the jokes that someone would have come up with regarding but the phenomenon is also called the twisties so but I, I agree with you john that i am glad that she came out 
and put it on the, on the forefront because I think a lot of mental health people were championing her to say yes, um, you know, support for being a good mental health person. As someone who has sought out counseling for a number of issues in terms of help work through some emotional things, you know, especially when my mother passed and some other things, you know, it's hard for people to go get counseling because admit, hey, yes, I need help. I need help to differentiate this. But at the same time, you know what? People should not be afraid to admit that when they're having problems and that be willing to go, go to a stranger and say, can you help me work through this? Because they'll come out better for it down the road. Okay, and moving on to our next story. U.S. wrestler uh, Tamira Mensah Stock made history Tuesday when she became the first American Black woman and second American woman to win Olympic gold in the women's 68-kilogram freestyle final. According to Associated Press, Mensa Stock defeated Nigeria's Blessing Obarudubu 4-1 in the final to clinch the gold medal. Wade, your thoughts on this story? Fantastic, fantastic. I, I actually watched that match and everything, and and uh, she did a fantastic job. Uh, they they're competing in a sport that that a lot of people uh, condemn them for. I myself, uh, I know there's a lot of, over the last 15 years there's been a little push to to get both the men and the women to wrestle against each other. And some of the states do allow that in the high school level. I'm against that, but uh, at the same time, I do believe they should be able to compete against themselves within themselves, and they can do it at a high level, very high level. I, uh, when I had my son wrestling uh, back when he was around 10 years old, they had a couple of young ladies uh, participating with them. And, and like I said, they, they have all the ability and everything. Uh, uh, they learn well, they train hard. And she, I, I, some people didn't know that the last Olympics, she didn't compete, but she was a training partner for one of the other competitors from the USA. For her to step up this time and actually compete and all and go all the way and win the gold is just fantastic. Andrea, your thoughts on the story? I, I think it's fantastic. I didn't even know that women were wrestling at that high of a level at the Olympics. So it was a nice surprise for me, you know, that there's another art form out there that women can compete in and be successful at. So I'm I'm just very happy for her. Moving on to our next story. New York Mayor Bill de Blasio announced a new policy on Tuesday that will require people in the city to present proof of vaccination to take part in certain indoor activities in the hopes of preventing the spread of COVID-19. According to the outlets, the new policy will require proof of vaccination in order to dine indoors at restaurants, work out in gyms, and attend live performances. This policy would be the first of its kind to be instituted across the country. Enforcement of this new policy will reportedly begin in September. Andrea, your thoughts on this new story? Well, I think, unfortunately, this is something that each city and, and town is going to have to consider as we continue through this pandemic. Everyone has a choice to be vaccinated, and it's your right not to get vaccinated. But it's also a right of every retail business to protect their business, to protect their customers. And, you know, I, I think it's, it's a hard choice. It's a hard decision to make, but also it's a business liability. And, you know, do the businesses want to take the chance that their customer can affect an entire room? And, you know, how much protection do you need to protect your business? 
And I, I think politically, it's a tough move. As a leader, you have to make tough decisions. And I think Bill de Blasio did something that New York City has been the epicenter of this pandemic from the beginning. And to do something different and unique is just showing the continued continuation of the leadership of the New York City has to do to survive this pandemic. Wade, your thoughts on this news story? I think it's going to open up all types of legal uh, challenges across the country when they try to do things like this. I think that over the past uh, 16 months or so, having everybody wear a mask is pretty effective. I can't, I don't think anyone has shown that uh, being vaccinated versus wearing a mask is, is a plus or a minus for in terms of spreading the, uh, the virus. As a matter of fact, uh, if you go look at what they've told us the last few months or the last several months, over the last 16 months, uh, wearing the mask is very effective in, in terms of uh, blocking the spread of the virus. So I think this will be challenged legally. Very, uh, I don't see it, it winning uh, because again, they have, they, no one has proven that, that by wearing a mask or by being vaccinated, one is better than the other in terms of spreading the virus. Uh, the other thing is the division that it's going to cause. We, we've come through a very tough 2020 with the, the country being uh, split, divided, and uh, moves like this will further de uh, divide the country and, and people. And the last thing uh, we want is, is, is especially coming out of this summer, this hot summer, is, is uh, people uh, turning to violence. And when you do moves like this, you just might have that happen. And again, uh, I think that there will be uh, legal challenges across the country for the different cities or states that try to do, make moves like this because they haven't proven anything and not still lose. Well, I think it's interesting that, you know, in France, they have instituted, I think in Paris, they instituted a similar situation. Uh, where only the vaccinated can go into the theaters and the restaurants and things like that. And there has been a little bit of rioting there as well. But at the end of the day, with this new variant that has occurred, that is happening among the unvaccinated, and um, the vaccinated are not seeing as much activity with the Delta variant, I think it's, it's a hodge, like you said, it's a hodgepodge. It's either yes or no situation. And unfortunately, as um, Dr. Fauci has said and a few other people said, we're becoming two Americas, vaccinated and unvaccinated. And unfortunately, those who are unvaccinated are gonna suffer a little bit more because of the Delta variant, because to kill the, the virus, you've gotta be able to be immune to it to kill it. And not enough people are taking heed of this. So, what do you do? You're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. So we'll just have to see what happens. Honestly, I'm kind of split on this because at the same time, you know, it's like, yeah, you should be able to, it's your body, it's your choice. But at the same time, I'm like, it's, it's just really just because Wade, like you are saying, it's just going to divide people even more. But at the same time, it's just like, it's like this whole thing has been politicized and masks do work, but 
some people just don't realize that or people just wear their masks incorrectly. I can't tell you how many times I've seen so many people just not wear their mask correctly. But Andrew, like you said, it's like, I think it's like, it's getting to this point where, you know, we kind of have to do that. And actually, I just read an article like right before the show where LA is uh, considering doing that for, you know, their theaters and restaurants and, you know, gyms and other indoor activities. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, businesses, it's going to be interesting to see if businesses are going to start requiring employees to be vaccinated or not. And that's one thing under the federal law, those lawsuits are being lost by the people who bring them against the businesses. The businesses are winning because under federal regulation, businesses can require an employee to meet a certain standard to work at their business. And because of that, if they start demanding you be vaccinated, you're going to find people are going to be having to make a hard decision. And right now, businesses are not going to take leadership on that, but very slowly, everyone's looking at liability. And once you bring liability into it, again, it's the catch-22. What are you willing to take a risk on? What are you willing to do? And I think that's what it comes down to. And as more and more people see, it's better to take a chance and be vaccinated than not be vaccinated. But then again, everyone has to make their own decision about what their health is, how they want to protect themselves and go forward and live each day. I think what the businesses were winning in that situation, they was winning uh, the situation when they were saying people had to be had to have a mask coming on, had to have a mask on to come to their facility or their business. Uh, not necessarily that they were okay in terms of telling people that they had to be vaccinated. That's two different things. Uh, well, no, in, in um, California, a hospital was sued requiring all employees to be vaccinated and the employees sued and they lost. Again, this, this is not going to stop. It's just going to be taken to a higher court each time. And uh, like I said, it's it's gonna be it's gonna go on for a little while, but uh, it it could potentially start a lot of a lot of uh, violence uh, out there. Like I said, we come through a, a very divided 2020, and that that emotion, those uh, feelings are still there. They haven't gone anywhere. Uh, uh, believe me, they haven't gone anywhere. And uh, think moves like this uh, could just uh, bring bust the bubble right open again. And unfortunately, I think we just have to see where this goes because obviously blue states are going to, I should say, blue cities are going to embrace this more, but the red states obviously aren't going to embrace this. So I guess we just have to see what happens, but it's kind of sad because it's just more people, the cases are just going to keep rising and more people are going to die, which is really unfortunate. And moving on to our next story. An investigation into New York Governor Andrew Cuomo has found that he sexually harassed multiple uh, current and former state government employees. State Attorney uh, General Letitia James announced the findings Tuesday. The investigation conducted by two outside lawyers found that the Cuomo administration was a hostile work environment and that it was rife with fear and intimidation. Cuomo faced multiple allegations last winter when he inappropriately touched and sexually harassed women who worked with him or who he met at public events. Andrea, your thoughts on this story? It's shocking, surprising, but not surprising. You know, men who've been around for a long time who are used to having a certain work culture around them, this is what you get. Unfortunately, 
you have 11 women who come forward. You have an attorney general who believes the women who brought this accusation. There are no criminal charges right now. It's just a civil issue. But it doesn't bode well for a man who led a state through a pandemic and is, you know, politically at the top of his game. And this comes out. I think it's unfortunate because, you know, at the end of the day, Letitia James kept saying over and over again, I believe the women. And she said Cuomo did admit to a couple of the incidents where something did occur. He just didn't remember the way they said it occurred. Um, and she said at the end, and Letitia kept repeating over and over again, I believe the women, I believe the women. And there was enough cooperation of 40 witnesses of these incidents that, you know, there is more truth than denial to this issue. So I think Cuomo, the speech that he gave didn't help his situation. I mean, yes, there are some things that he does with everybody, fantastic. But when you are dealing with women and they accuse you of something and there's enough evidence that their people are backing them up and not you up, you need to take a step back and say, I disagree, but this is what I need to do as a leader. Instead, he did what anyone else would do. And um, it was just going to be interesting to see how this plays out on the New York political stage, because now there's going to be a free for all for the governors, for the governorship and for the top leadership in New York state. Uh, Wade, your thoughts on the story? Personally, I think this is a backlash coming back from the, the uh, Trump administration, the Trump uh, machine, as, that's, as, as I want to say. I uh, will step into the conspiracy theory realm right now. And I think this is why a lot of, especially the Republican members were so scared of Trump. Uh, if you remember people like Rand Paul, uh, you had people like Cruz, several of them initially was tearing into him. And uh, they kind of just almost like the, the, they flipped the switch and all of a sudden they were super allies. He could do no wrong and everything. And I think what you see here is if you remember, well, some of you might remember, well, most of you guys are young, but uh, Edgar Hoover, he had the same type of machine. He knew everything about everybody, all their deepest secrets. And, and I think the same thing has happened with Trump. He's made sure that he's been in a position to get information on everybody. So with Cuomo, I think that the stance uh, he took against Trump last year is, is coming to uh, bite him in the butt now because I think that uh, Trump and his uh, people have put themselves in a position to, to, uh, to crucify folks if they come out against them, which they did. And uh, that's why I think so many of the, like I said, the Republican congressmen, senators, and things like that who were uh, initially uh, uh, against him, very against him. They said some very harsh things about him and everything, and they totally flipped. And I think that they all have have uh, skeletons in their closet that he knows about. It's it's really a shame too. But I saw a news story earlier that Biden even called for him to resign. So, I mean, 
it's sad, but I think we need to make sure we keep everyone accountable, whether you're Republican or Democrat, and that, you know, in the modern workplace, you know, stuff like this just doesn't fly anymore. It's it's not just a boys club anymore. It's, um, you know, it's, and, you know, you shouldn't have to work in a hostile environment. That's just, it's just not right. And the other thing, too, is, is, is Biden just has some accusers himself, you know, so is is it, I was surprised that he he stepped forward like that when he had certain issues himself. And again, Cuomo, I, like Miss Carter said, he actually admitted to a couple of things and everything. So it's it's kind of uh, he's in a in a bad situation there and everything. Same with Bill Cosby, uh, he he did the same thing. Although his was a little different, he had the, the tape or whatever his file is supposed to be sealed and wasn't supposed to be open. But the same situation, he did admit some certain things which uh, left him open to a lot of other things after the fact. But um, again, I, I think that a lot of people are running scared because they have skeletons in the closet that uh, someone could uh, potentially open. Well, that's it for today's show. Thank you, everyone, for uh, coming on and talking about today's news stories. I really appreciate it. As always, it's nice to be on, John. Thanks, John, for a good conversation. No problem. Make sure to check out the stories we talked about today on our website at www.thecincinnatiherald.com. You can also check out our print edition, which is sold at your local Kroger, UDF, Walgreens, Joseph Beth Booksellers, and at select service stations. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app. We are on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Audible, and TuneIn Radio. Just search for the Cincinnati Herald podcast. Follow us at the Cincinnati Herald on Facebook. Follow us at Cincy Herald on Twitter and Instagram. And follow us on YouTube. Just search for The Herald TV. I'm John Alexander-Reese, digital editor of the Cincinnati Herald, and have a good day. <laughs>